Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. All right, guys, welcome back to Make Money Behave. I am here today with Alex. Is it Conception? Am I saying it right? Conception. The actual pronunciation is Conception, like that. It is. Oh, Conception. Okay, well, now I'm going to have to practice that. (laughs) (laughs) And Alex is, technically, your title is dietitian, correct? Yes, I'm a registered dietitian, correct. Okay, very good. And you guys, the day that I met him and heard what he did, and more importantly, how he did it, that was when I said, I need to talk to him. I need to bring him onto the Make Money Behave podcast because you guys know that we talk so much about how it's more like with money and finances, it's like 20% numbers and 80% behavior, psychology, the way we think about things, the way that we feel about things and how all those things get jumbled up for us and, and become, you know, habits that we create and how those habits happen over time. And then we create these subconscious things and it's just like a giant mess, right? And if you can have a coach who can help you unpack that mess, that's how you're going to move from point A to point B. Well, I heard the way that Alex does his coaching with individuals who go through, now you have a very specialized niche and I love this. Your, your clients typically go through bariatric surgery, correct? Yes. And then you walk them through the process after that, which is like relearning the power of food and how to eat and all of that. And I tell you what, you guys listen to what Alex is saying, because he does it right. He, he understands the importance of sustainability, that it's not an all or nothing thing. And that, you know, slow progress is going to be something that stays long term. So I'm going to, I've done way too much talking about you. I would love for you no, just to awesome. take a second to introduce yourself to us, Alex, and tell us what you'd like us to know about you. All right. Well, thank you for having me on your podcast. It is a pleasure to be here and an honor to talk to you. Yeah, so you were talking about the 80-20, actually how I apply things. I I say it just like that. 80% actually comes from diet, you know, and then the 20% is going to be exercise and and, uh, people, people switch that around, you know, where it's like you just try to train, 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 but then you are not tightening up where you need to, which is going to be what you, the, the priority is the diet, which in, uh, in your case, it would be the, the, the mindset, but it, it actually goes into mindset as well, because you need to, you need to have that positive mindset and you need to be ready to, you know, make this change and utilize the tools that you have because there's no magic fix. There's right. no magic fix. You, have you, just, to just- you just made a lot of foodies really really sad i mean i and i only know that because i'm one of them i'm a foodie too i'm actually a foodie if you follow if you follow me on instagram you know or or see what i post people would not believe that i'm also um you know a a a competitor in the Mm -hmm. fitness you know in the fitness world and that and that is because there's there's balance there's balance as well as there should be balance in everything in life you know but those people that I deal with now, now I don't, I don't work specifically or just with the bariatrics prior to that. I was actually, um, private practice with chronic illness, just related to weight. So Mm -hmm. the, the entire spectrum of, of, uh, of weight management, whether you, you have, you have some chronic illness related to weight or you want to step on stage and you want to be a bodybuilder. That's, that's the, uh, the spectrum, but now going into, uh, more more recently and what I have decided that I want to pursue 
harder mm-hmm. is, this, is the extreme weight loss. The people that need to lose weight or they're going to die. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you have to make that decision and, and, um, and it's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. And when, when you say, Oh, you know, that it's, it's, um, or actually when we say that it's balance, it's because you didn't, you got to where you were because you were off balance. Absolutely. Okay. You've gotten so far off balance that we just need to bring you back and then get into a place where we can just be happy and healthy. And that's the ultimate goal, being happy and healthy and being happy doesn't mean eliminating everything that you love. Amen. Yes. Right? <laughs> it, it just means that you have to do more good than bad. And right. that's basically it. <laughs> right. So now you said a couple of things, Alex, and one of them was that the, um, that the people who you work with, they either have to lose weight or they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Now that's a pretty powerful motivator. It creates an urgency for people. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what, I've met some people who have to lose some weight or they're going to die who just say, hmm, yep, not worth it. I'm just going to be willing to die. So, so I guess I have a question for you and that's where do you see the difference between the person who gets that urgency message and the person who just kind of puts that off, like eh, either, either they don't believe it or it's, they're just too far gone. Where do you, where do you see the difference there? The difference is that, they don't, the people who are just, eh, you know, we'll see, they don't, they don't really care, you know, and they don't, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. Okay. And, and it sounds really bad to say, but I don't, I don't want to help you if you don't want to help yourself. So you, there is no too far gone until you are, you are dead. Okay. So if you are one Twinkie away from dying and you ask for my help, by you asking me and wanting, you know, and wanting to change, then of course I'm going to do it. I'm going to help you. You know, are you willing to, are you willing to change? And that's where the, and that's where the surgical weight loss comes in, you know, because you've gone to a level that you need to, you really need a a tool to help you. And this, I don't even, I don't see it as a cop out. I don't see it as, as something uh, taking the easy way out because it is still a hard road. It is still a hard road, but it is, it is going to save your life and it's going to take you. It's going to, it's going to, uh, make it infinitely easier to save your life, but it's still going to be a choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's, uh, and the choice is I want to live. Therefore I'm going to choose the good foods, but now I have a tool that is going to, is, is going to, uh, you know, ensure that if I don't make the right choices, things are still going to get worse. Right. Okay. Yes. And I love Wait. how you talk about it as a tool. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, no, 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 it's okay, go ahead. I love how you talk about it as a tool because, you know, when I do a lot of my coaching, they're like, oh, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And what about that? And I'm like, okay, we can, we can do all of those things, but those are just tools in the toolbox, right? So if you have, you, there's, an, there's an, an enormous amount of stuff you can do with a hammer and a nail. Yes, yes. One tool, right? Or screwdriver. So you, you want to start looking at what are some of those primary tools that are going to get us the biggest bang for our buck, if you will, in the, at least in the money world, but that's what yeah. we say. Um, <laughs> but also then there's like all these extra little fancy things that you can add to it to make it feel better and be fancier and all that stuff. But it doesn't mean that all those things have to be there in order for that to take place. So I, one, I just appreciate that you say that it's just a tool, you know, and mm-hmm. because that starts taking away some of the shame for, yeah. you know, the, the idea of, oh, well, I had to do this tool 
and no, someone else didn't have to. You know what? Someone else had to do something else. They had to use a different type of tool in order yeah. to get that job done, right? So it really exactly. doesn't matter what tools we use. What, what's important is we have to use the ones that are going to get the job done for us. And yes, exactly. Exactly. 100%. And I, I say this all the time, too, that every diet actually works. You just have to do it, right? Yeah. And you have to find the one that is going that, that you will do. Yes. And that's, and that's the, that's, that's the way it has been. And there's going to be so many different diets out there and they will all have evidence-based and science-based to back their, theirs, but they all contradict each other, right? <laughs> one says high fat and low carbs. One says low carbs, high fat, you know, but they have millions of people with awesome results on both ends, right? right? Yeah. One yeah. says eat meat. One says don't eat only, only eat vegetables. And then same, you have, you have, uh, uh, you know, millions of people or thousands of people that will, that will claim awesome health and show lab values that will be, that will be positive in, uh, from, from using both sides. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to get into that. All I can tell you is, uh, it's all about balance, right? Yeah, yeah. No, because the other side of that too balance. is they'll show you thousands of people who have had success and they don't always show you eight, 10 months or eight, 10 years down the line. You know, how long did that person maintain that? And was <laughs> it something that was actually sustainable? And that's yeah. something that in the money world, it's like right now I'm actually coaching other coaches. So other financial yeah. coaches who are wanting to get out there. And one of the things I'm seeing, and I'm, what a the people I'm coaching right now are actually very new to the financial coaching world. And mm -hmm. what, what happens is, and this happened when I was in substance use counseling as well. If somebody had gone through recovery themselves, then they went and learned a few things and took a test. And then the way that they treated most of the addicts who came through the program was by doing exactly, they taught them to do exactly what they had done. And mm. so a lot of these financial coaches are doing the same thing. They say, okay, well, I went ahead and I did this program to either get myself out of debt or become wealthy or, you know, you fill in the blank, right? And then yeah. as coaches, they say, well, these are the tools that I use and th this is how I did it. And that is the way, the boxed up pretty bow way that they try to teach all of their clients. And what I'm trying to help them understand is, look, you've got two choices right now. Your one choice is to only attract the type of client that mimics you, like mm -hmm. who you are, what works for you, what, what drives you, what's your why, like all of that. Yeah. Because if you can find that, that's why that program worked really well for you. That's yes. option number one. Or option number two is you can learn how to be a really good listener <laughs> and find out what tools that, that person would actually benefit from and then help them create those tools. And I, I see that you do that with individuals. And I just exactly. want to call you out on that. Not call you out. Yes. I want to point that out to my listeners and just thank you oh. for recognizing that. Oh, absolutely. And this, that's, that's funny. Exactly the same scenario for <laughs> my, um, my, Let's well, I'll say I'll say competitors. Okay? okay, when it comes to when it comes to competitors, and this is when when I would coach somebody, okay, who is already fairly fit, it doesn't take that much, and who's already motivated, it's going to be very, um, you know, small steps that will get you to where you where you where you need to be, which is which is on stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, and 
again, we're not talking about extreme weight loss here. We're talking about somebody who, you know, who works out, who just needs, who needs to fine tune and needs to know what they, uh, what they need to do. So based off of that and to see what they were able to put together with the minimal amount of, without even realizing that I have been motivating you or setting the criteria in a very strategic way says, Hey, I can do this. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I can, and, and uh, I should, I should be a coach and I should prep people. So what they do a lot of times is just whatever I gave them, they actually regurgitate mm -hmm. to, to other people. And then they realize that it doesn't work that way. You know, <laughs> that, <laughs> that they, that, that some people need a little bit more tweaking that they don't understand how to tweak because, because they're not getting the same results that they got, which is weird. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's they, like, I'm doing the same thing with this yeah, person. Alex this person with me, why? Why is, right. Right. But it's and, because you recognize the individuality of each, each individual that comes to you yes. and you're able to then, almost, you know, cater, <laughs> pun totally intended there. Um, <laughs> you're able to cater to their specific needs and their specific personality, if you will. You yeah, know, not, and not even just that, it's, it's also their, their lifestyle. And when I say mm -hmm. lifestyle is culturally, okay, mm -hmm. so I'm not, if, if somebody is a vegetarian or a vegan or, um, I'm, it's not my job to make you, uh, you know, a meat eater or right. question your beliefs or if you are, you know, Muslim or Jewish or something like that and you have certain things or you're allergic to something. Okay, yeah. that's going to be huge. And then also you have people and I, I live in Las Vegas, by the way. So we're talking about the nightlife. Okay, people who can't who are at a very busy bar or at the at the club that cannot eat for eight hours because they're behind a, a very, you know, crazy, crazy uh, scenario now i mean covid and we're not it's not right. we're not able to do that but um they they can't physically eat every two or three hours which is what the textbook or what the what the norm says so yes. that has to be considered you have a, a nurse who is who works 12-hour shifts that can only run to the to the back maybe like two or three because of whatever whatever uh, unit that they're in those things need to be considered and those scenarios cannot be cannot be uh done by mm -hmm. by following somebody's strict eat every three hours and you got to have boiled chicken and broccoli whatever you right. know so it's not gonna happen <laughs> right yeah so you know you mentioned cultural differences yeah yeah so i'm just i'm curious we're italian we come from italian background and in yeah. that cultural and you know what and i married a hispanic man and so in that culture they're very similar in the sense that food equals love it Absolutely. equals taking same care, Filipino. right? Oh, same thing. Filipino, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what? Yes, because my <laughs> my niece, my so my Hispanic niece just married a Filipino man like last year. And so we actually went back to Illinois for this wedding. Alex, they fed us. <laughs> and you took food home. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. They had <laughs> so they had their the day before they had this whole spread for, you know, the rehearsal dinner. But then at the actual event, they had uh, no, it wasn't the rehearsal dinner. It was the actual wedding. They had a thing out on the patio. And then after the patio, then people could go to the actual event, like where the reception was. They had this amazing dinner that was set out for everybody and then later on they had well we saw them put out these little baskets you know like like little take-home baskets uh -huh. that were you know his favorite food and her favorite hot sauce and you could mix them together and oh, that's so awesome. we had heard the day before that they were going to do like a midnight snack and so when we saw these boxes put out 
because my little one was still nursing at the time. And so I had to, I had to leave the reception several times to go to the restroom, nurse the baby and come back. And and so I, I left and I come back and all of a sudden there's these little boxes and I'm like, Oh, those must be the midnight snacks that they were talking about. Oh yeah, not, not so much because I went inside and you see this line lining up for more food. And I'm like, what oh in the heck? God. And they had brought yeah. in a whole other catered thing of food. I'm like, you've got to be. Like, I didn't know anyone could eat more than Italians. And you're right, Filipinos are, they do that. <laughs> I love it. it. <laughs> so much. it is yeah. So, so anyway, I bring up the Italian thing, but it has more to do re- rather with the idea of um, habits. But I'm, I want I want to dig in a little bit to the emotional side of things because when when food equals love, when that is something that as a giver you you uh-huh. cook because that's your gift and you want to you know show your love that way then as the recipient growing up and now i'm just peeling back some layers and showing you yeah. my issues right now okay so all you listeners out there you're hearing my real story um but growing up like we knew that that was that we we just subconsciously equated food with love and yeah. that it very much set us up for food being comfort food, you know, you eat when you're sad, you eat when you're happy, you eat when you celebrate, it just- Every occasion, right. every so, occasion. So tell, walk us through, because this, the reason I'm asking is because this has to do with money too. When we, when we spend money, there's usually some sort of money script that's going on, right? When we, when we hoard money, when we save money, there's usually some, yeah. some, some subconscious script that's going on. And so I would just love for you to talk for a few minutes about what do you think about that? And how do you walk a client through the emotional side of that? Because that's sometimes even a stronger pull yeah. in terms of going into relapse, if you will, than just, you know, well, I'm a nurse and I can't physically get to the, you know, to the break room every three I'll hours. Tell, I'll tell you about my personal journey, actually. So when it, um, coming from, coming from a Filipino background and my dad actually cooked a lot. My my love for food and my love for the kitchen, because I, like I said, I'm a foodie and I actually cook all the time. Me and my wife, you know, we're here and I don't think she is ever... I, I think I've cooked all the meals except for she she does the like the the baking. She's she okay. she does the baking. But is she Filipino it, as well? I've no, she's, your she's actually uh, Japanese and Polish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so um but but American, you know, okay. so you yeah. grew up in America, actually born and raised here in Vegas, but, but that's, um, uh, yeah, that's her ethnicity. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so anyhow, um, having my, having my dad be, be so very much invested in the food cooking for the family, cause that is the foundation that is anytime that there's just, as you said it, love, you know, that's what, that's what brings a family together is food mm-hmm. and to have that foundation. I, I, uh, in my family, it's is I'm genetically, um, I guess predisposed to being overweight. We have, we have in our family, it's, it's, uh, there, there's, you know, uh, um, the trend is, is overweight and, and that means it can take a little bit more. This is not, this is, I didn't just wake up like this, you know, it took a lot of effort, but I, I started. I love the really, way you're dancing around it though. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> You don't want to so, just come out and call us a bunch of chubbies. Is that what you're saying? No, it's, it's, it's <laughs> we trend like, towards having a little bit of extra weight. <laughs> <laughs> and it would uh, genetically, I would put weight on very quickly. Okay. okay. So if I didn't watch what I ate, it would, the, the pounds would come on. But when I decided that I wanted to identify with wanting to have the perfect body, 
at a very young age. We're talking about high school, you know, when uh, I was actually, um, I was bigger, but I, you know, I exercised, but at the time there was no Facebook, there was no internet, there was no, um, it was, well, AOL, you know, but what can you, what, what was it like back then, you know, with the, with just the AOL and the only thing that we had were movies, magazines, and I, I wanted that, you know, mm -hmm. but what resource did I, did I have to really know how to get there? So what, what I learned was, you know, you got to eat your Wheaties and you got to eat vegetables, you know, but, <laughs> but my, my, uh, my dad would cook and I made a choice. I made a choice and it was actually very difficult. It was, it was, it was like trying to, it was trying to, you know, essentially in my heart, I was going to break his heart by saying what I was going to, going to say, which was, I'm going to make my own food right now because I want this out of my life. And I did, I literally told him that. And, and that was, uh, I, I remember that conversation and he was just like, okay, you know, that, that's, that's fine. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I think that's what it, it comes down to when, uh, when we are hurting other people's feelings or mm -hmm. feeling judged, you know, because I have, I've had clients to competitors where, where this is where the line is drawn that, that, if you decide you want to compete, you're going to eat what I say. Otherwise, you're going to lose, you know, within reason, obviously, you know, all of those things I was talking about before. But but when it comes to health and wellness and trying to just get healthy, that's a different type of person. But you still have to uh, let people know that, hey, you know, this is uh, you don't have to have this drink or I don't have to have this cookie. And what do you, what do you think they're going to, going to think of you if you do, you know, and that's usually what it comes down to. And I've had those excuses where it's like, Oh, I had to, I had, you didn't have to, you know, you didn't have to drink. He's like, well, I mean, like it was like a business thing or, or they had, it's like, or what you would have lost the deal if you didn't have a shot or if you had like a cookie or, you know, yeah. it's, it's about just, just, uh, addressing the, the, addressing the elephant in the room, which is, which would be that emotion. You know, it's like, what is that going to, how are they going to perceive me? It's like, no, squash that you have a goal. Just, 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 just let it out. You know, they are, they're going to, they may judge you, but most likely they're going to, they're going to respect you for, for, for making that choice because you know, and they probably know as well that you're probably unhealthy. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> you know? of respect, Alex, how did it go the first time that your dad made a really nice meal for the family and you pulled out the box of Wheaties? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was okay. You know, okay, it, was, good. it was okay. It didn't, it wasn't bad. And, and, uh, so at first, and I say this too, first they're going to ask you why. And then afterwards they're going to ask you how, okay. Mm -hmm. And that, and that was the scenario because I've had all, all of the, all of the, the barriers, uh, mm -hmm. socially and, and the, the love I've actually gone through myself. I've gone through the social settings of, come on, man, it's just one. It's just mm -hmm. one. What the heck? What are you, what are you doing? Like, this is, uh, all right, all right, okay. Okay. You know, just get, you know, just, just like, uh, rallying you up or, or just, uh, being, being, uh, being an asshole. And then <laughs> watch six weeks, eight weeks down the line when you, when you are actually at a place where it is now impressive actually comes the apology where it says man dude i'm i feel bad that i was pushing you like that this is uh dude good job you know and you'll you'll get that you'll get that respect as well so it's about it's about just really sticking to your guns you have to know what you want you know and then 
you're going to utilize the tools to get there. And that's what I do as well. It's like, I'm going to walk you through this. We're going to talk about this. You don't have to. Same thing with the surgery. Some people don't uh, want to tell their family that they're going to do that. How do I get through these moments? You know, like what if, because when it comes to a surgical weight loss, it's very little food. Mm -hmm. unusually unusual amount of food compared to what they were eating and i want you to eat a certain type of food to 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 uh, give you the nutrients to maximize this low volume which is protein and vegetables Mm -hmm. okay so it's like oh what do i say how come i can't or in these social settings like well, tell them that you're on the wagon, you know (laughs) always say something like are they going to be are they going to be uh you know that that uh that much of a whatever (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't want her to have to bleep something else (laughs) but but yeah they they won't they won't be that person to to uh to press on on the fact if you even touch that you that you have a problem and you don't want to drink why would they push you on that yeah the only reason they would push you and this is just my um my just my history as a counselor the only reason they would push you is because of some insecurity that they're dealing with you know, they, it's, it's basically just projection They're They're not ready to take their own issues on. And so they're going to project that onto you and they're mad that they don't know how to have that balance. And so they're yeah, wondering, you know, yeah. how come, how come they're, it, they'll feel better about themselves if they can convince you to fall off that wagon yeah, that you're on. Yeah. So. No, I get that. I get that. And I hope, I hope I was able to cover that, you know, like what, what you were asking in terms yeah. of the, the emotional side of things and, and actually getting through that, getting through those barriers, because it is, it is, what do you want out of life? You know, yeah. what do you want? Do you want to live longer? Do you want to be healthy? Do you still want diabetes? Do you want to spend all this money on medication or do you want to, you know, take, take it, a, a, do something a little bit different? Mm-hmm. And, and challenge yourself a little bit and see what, see what happens to your body, you know, once you, once you uh, make these, these uh, changes. Absolutely. Well, listen, I really appreciate you coming on today. And like I said, I, I would love to have you back if you have a, any of time course. for that. And I would of love course. to just delve into a little bit about any of the questions that you have about money and yeah. how, it, how it actually, if you're seeing parallels, because I know I brought to the surface a few of the parallels and how we help some of the clients that we have. Uh, but I really believe, and this can be the topic for the next one, I really believe that if you are if you are struggling with something in one area of your life chances are you're also struggling with that same idea in a different area of your life and yeah. you know so i think that there's just some real some real momentum that can happen if somebody comes to a, a money coach or they come to a health coach and they they kind of figure out oh so this is the process that my subconscious goes through and then i i do this and then i can kind of reframe and and then move forward. Okay, now that I figure out how to do that in this area of my life, when I'm struggling in another area, I can start on that as well and try that. And I know I don't know if you're taking clients right now or if it's just individuals who you know have gone through bariatric surgery, but maybe you would be able to. Well, and I know you have a cooking show, right? On online on Instagram I, or something. I, I, I don't I don't have a cooking show. It was something that we were talking about. Oh, <laughs> but, but, but it's all it's all good. I, <laughs> I I will, but like for the bariatric side later on, I'm, I'm gonna add okay. that on. But um, if you guys want to check out my podcast, and this is this is uh for the for the nutrition uh nutrition and lifestyle for for surgical weight loss, and it's called the Right Life, um on on uh, Apple or or uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. So the Right Life is th 
H-E-R-I-T-E-L-I-F-E. Also, you can uh, find me on, on Instagram. That's probably going to be the best way to, to see who I am. And if you do want help outside of, of, uh, of surgical weight loss, we can, have a, we can jump into a, uh, a chat. Uh, I do, I do have programs where I, where I help, uh, I help individuals, but we'll see if I'm, if I'm good for you. The, my Instagram handle is, uh, Alex, A-L-E-X underscore right life, Alex, A-L-E-X underscore right life, R-I-T-E-L-I-F-E. Um, yeah, shoot me a follow, shoot me a, a direct message and I'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. And before I let you go, Alex, can you tell me the R-I-T-E, does it stand for something or was R-I-G-H-T no, taken or... <laughs> Exactly. Okay. It, it was. <laughs> I've been uh, meaning so to ask. I'm like, okay, well, that's certainly a unique spelling. So I just wanted to see if there's an acronym in there or something or a middle no, name. I should or... make. I should make an acronym though. I bet I, you could. I, 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 I think. Could. I think I could. That that's going to be a challenge. Well, that's cool. I really. I, I think that that's great, and I love the. I just. I love the fact that all of the principles that you're teaching are not so, so specific that they can't be applied to other areas. So I know oh, that whoever's- it's, and it, it's accountability, you know, it's a, basically it's a, it's accountability as well. And, and figuring out something, figuring out a way to, to get around your bad habits that you've built yeah. your entire life. Yeah. So that's, that's how it is. Well, you know, what I, I was going to say it before, and then we're wrapping up, I will go back real quick and just say this, that you had mentioned the idea of, you know, first they ask why, and then they ask how. And for me, it's the exact opposite. When people come to me for help, they always ask how. Like, how do I get from this to this? And what I end up doing is flipping things totally on, their, on the back and say, it doesn't matter how until I know why. Mm -hmm. Right. Like and so yeah. we have to really dig a little bit deeper to figure out why does it matter anyway? Because it, what they're looking for is that plan that's in, you know, bowed box and everything. And, and that's not what that's not what I'm here to give you. I'm here to give you the plan that's going to work for you. And the only way I'll know that is to figure out why in the why in the play, first place do you want to do this? What are your values? How can we align that plan with your values? And yeah. I heard someone say earlier today that Plan, a plan is, is nothing. It's not worth anything. The planning is where the magic happens. And mm -hmm. I heard that. I'm like, you know what? That, that is so true because what that really means is that I could give you a plan. You could give a client a plan, but that's your plan, right? That's just yes. this. It's yeah. a one size fits all is I think the way I'm looking for it. Uh -huh. But planning, yeah. Yeah. if you're planning something with somebody, you're actually, they're involved in that process. And that's really where the magic happens. So I love okay. that. I will, I will go ahead and wrap up for real this time. Thank you so much for being here, Alex. And we'll Thank be you in touch. You're very welcome. Yeah. Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah.